Father, we just want to thank you, Father. Just want to give you glory and honor this morning, Lord, even as we've come to the ministry of the word. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts, all of us, O Lord. What you have to say to us in the last in this last hour of time, prepare us. Father, wash us by the water of the word, sanctify us and set us apart even more. And Lord, uh, Father, purify our minds even as we obey the truth that we receive this morning. Touch us, O Lord, touch us, touch us, touch us, touch us to that end we pray. Lord, unite us all, O Lord, Father, Father, in the spirit and in the truth. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Enable us to keep the unity of the faith in the bond of peace and unity of the spirit, which is a spirit of truth. Father, therefore, I pray, Lord, you would bless us and keep us and speak to our hearts this morning. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So we've been looking at uh, preparing ourselves for the coming of the Lord. This is uh, the second part of uh, what we've heard last time uh, as to what it means to be a perfect servant, right? Let's uh, review a bit uh, so that we can... Uh, put everything in context. First, Second Peter chapter three. But the, the but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up. Now, always the word of God will give us a precedence. Okay. God of God will never speak anything without a precedence. Okay, so when He says the elements will bu- will be burnt up, there's always there was there's always a precedence. You'll see that in Sodom it happened. Okay, nothing that happens in the Bible, uh, God does not uh, um, does not leave us without warning. Okay, it always gives us a pattern. Okay, God teaches us through precept, and He also teaches us through pattern so these are that is the reason why paul tells timothy you have not only learned me learned my teaching you have learned the pattern of the sound words that you receive from me okay there i gave you a lot of precept and i showed you how to live that life through a pattern of lifestyle that i modeled before you so there is always a precedence and bible always talks about precedence nothing will happen in the kingdom of god without the warnings of god in our lives and therefore we should always be in the place of divine warning remember uh, that is what it talks about noah the perfect man he says he was divinely warned of god and how do, therefore it is it, that particular phrase divinely warned of warned of God is a spiritual disposition. It's also an attitude and it is also an altitude. Okay, attitude, meaning when I'm saying uh, attitude, uh, it is our position and how we, in the body of Christ and our, how we position ourselves in the body of Christ. Meaning, uh, we, are, we are inclined towards the purpose, purposes of God and we are always uh, ready to hear and uh, keep our uh, spiritual ears open uh, to, to the warnings of God. Therefore, this is, that, is a, that, is a, that is a spiritual position, okay? Therefore, God always gives us warning. He doesn't, doesn't do anything, anything. That is the reason why scriptures are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. That is Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 and Romans chapter 14 verse 5 or rather 15 verse 4. Don't have to turn there. 15 verse 4 says, through the patience and the comfort that scriptures provide, you will have what? Hope. It is through the patience and the comfort. All the things that were written in beforehand were written for our learning so that the 
through the patience and the comfort that the scriptures provide, we will have hope. Okay? So, uh, always there is precedence. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, hmm, we have already a precedence, it will be dissolved, it will disappear. What manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct, godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the Lord. So we always know that the church has dual purposes. One, by the presence of the church, we delay the judgments of the Lord. Okay. And also we hasten the coming of the Lord. Both things are happening simultaneously. Okay. Once we are withdrawn, um, there's a verse in uh, Isaiah chapter 27, if I don't have to turn there, in the last verse it says, I'm going to hide my people for a season until the wrath of God is poured upon the earth. So God um, hides us. I mean, we are not, uh, we are not, uh, uh, we, we are not ordained for wrath. Okay, we are ordained, we are the people who are ordained to be saved. All right. It does not does not mean that we will not go go through persecutions and trials and difficulties. That is not what we are talking about. Right from the inception of the church, the church went through trials, went through persecutions. They went through hatred. There was a trial by fire, but that was a trial because of the righteousness of uh, because of the righteous life of the saints, and because it was a hatred of men towards the saints. Now. That is not what God is talking about. He is not talking about the hatred of men towards the saints. He is talking about the wrath of God towards the world. And God is going to keep us from that hour. From that hour. Okay. That is the promise uh, that he has given us. Therefore, there is a dual purpose for the church. The dual purpose of the church is that we, we also delay, meaning we uh, ask God for mercy. We make the earth palpable, tasty for God so that he can be merciful to us. Because if salt loses its flavor, it is good for nothing. And we are what, what, what are we called? We are called the salt of the earth. And the through the salt that we have in our sacrifice, it is tasty to God. And therefore he shows favor upon us. And he delays his judgments. But also by the presence of, we also are a people who say, Lord, Maranatha, come. So we have, we are, we are both kinds of people. There's a tension, by the way. There's a tension between the two. Uh, Paul says, it is good for me, for me to go away, but it is good for the church, for the church, for me to be here. We are caught between the two. He says, we are, there's a tension and we always live in that tension. Okay. Amen. <coughs> so what is this holy conduct that we need to possess so that that day will not be like a thief in the night for us? Okay. Because uh, he, Paul tells the Thessalonian church, he says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, he says, concerning times and seasons, my brothers, I don't need that, I have to tell you. Because you yourselves fully know that that day will come like a thief in the night, but you will not be taken by surprise because you're prepared. You're always prepared. Okay, so you're always prepared. So how do we prepare by use by having holy conduct so that that day, like a thief in the night, will not uh, take us by surprise. Therefore, what is that holy conduct and what is that attitude that we need to possess in order for us not to be taken by surprise is found in Matthew chapter 24, verse number 45. Who then is a faithful and a wise servant 
Okay, whom his master made ruler over his household to give him food in the season. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. So we are looking at servant. Okay, the servanthood. Okay, assuredly I say to you, he will make him ruler over all the all the goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is what delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with his drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him at an hour that he is not aware of and will cut him into two and appoint his portion with the hypocrites. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Therefore, a servant or a holy, holy conduct has got seven aspects. Four positive, three negative. We looked at a, looked at a few of the attributes last, last week. We will look at a, f- a few more today. Uh, the, f- the, the positive side as well as the negative side. What is holy conduct uh, consists of? First, he is a faithful servant. We, we understood that, right? He is also a wise servant. Third, he was a servant who was made a ruler, who became a ruler, who was made a ruler, alright? Third is a servant who prepares food according to season. These are four positive aspects of the, uh, of, of holy conduct that we looked at last time. And then he's also a person who's patient towards the delays of God. We look at that today a little in, a little more delay. His attitude towards the fellow servants of God. That is also very important. Because when he is, de- when he sees the master delay is coming, what happens automatically his attitude towards the servants will change. Okay. That is something which we need to watch out for. Very, very careful. Very, very careful. Our attitude towards our fellow brothers in the body of Christ. That is, that should be one of love. Not of emotion, one of love and fervency where we are, we, we are in a position to receive and give correction at the same time. Okay, receive correction and to give correction, to receive forgiveness and to give, give forgiveness at the same time. This is something which is dynamic, it is organic, it is not an organization. Okay, it is not an organization. Okay, and then his attitude towards pleasures, albeit legitimate. Okay, and these are the seven attributes of the servant of God. These are very, very important and we looked at uh, one of the, one of the attributes we looked at, um, uh, faithfulness last time. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find very rare to find a faithful man. Very rare. It's a quality. It's a challenge. It's a rhetorical question. Can God find you to be the one who is faithful? Because when the son of man comes, <coughs> excuse me, will he find faith on earth? Meaning, those people who are found, who are those people who are, who have faith? Those people who are found faithful in the post of intercession. That's what the context says in Luke's Gospel chapter 18, right? Whatever position that God has given you in the body of Christ, it's, it's so important. Let me tell you something, my brothers. The more I, uh, study the word and, uh, I, I'm a part of the ministry, and one of the more, more I realize that not even a small, minute thing in the, in the church is minor. It might seem minute in the eyes of men and in the eyes of the world, but it has everlasting and eternal consequences. You know what he says? If you give a water, a glass of water to a prophet, you will receive a prophet's reward. How much courage does it take to give a glass of water to a prophet? Okay. Of course, we can we can look at that in different contexts, but you, you see, you'll get what, what reward? No, what did the widow in Zarephath have? Nothing. How much did she did she prophesy? 
Not even one prophecy. But with the little that she had, she took care of the prophet. And what will she get? The prophet's word. Notwithstanding the condition of her heart, when she says, you know what, did you come to bring my sin to remembrance? Notwithstanding that. Notwithstanding the condition of her heart. That is the reason why Jesus says there were so many widows in Israel, but God sent Elijah to the, the prophet to the place in Zarephath, to that widow in Zarephath, where? In Sidon. So who is that widow? A Gentile widow? Or a Jewish widow? That is the reason why they were so upset. Whenever people take th- stones to throw at Jesus, there is a lesson. They were offended big time. <laughs> and why were they offended is something which we need to check and check our own hearts in the light of uh, the lesson that we learn in that context. Alright? Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. And of course, the biblical faithfulness in the new covenant is not a faithfulness of a servant, it is a faithfulness of a son. It is a son who has, was what? Who has volunteered to become a servant. Because we are all sons of God. As many as received him, he gave them the authority to become the children of God. Right? That is what But although he was a son, he learned obedience to the things that he suffered and he was perfected. Although he was a son, although he was equal with God, what did he do? He made himself of no reputation and humbled himself and became uh, 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 as a man and humbled himself until he became a what? A bond servant. So we are also sons who, who have volunteered ourselves to become what? Servants, out of our own free will, that is the reason why Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated for the gospel of God. Very clear. His identity in Christ is absolutely very clear for him. He says, you know what, Paul, not Saul, little fellow, chota admi, and he's not, you know, he's not, uh, he's not, not false, false humility, we call it humblicity in India. It is true humility. Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ. Incidentally called to be an apostle. That is only incidents. I never called myself. We'll come to that later on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then what, what is that? I'm separated for the gospel of God. What are we? Vijay, bond servant of Jesus Christ. Called to be, if I was working in Triple IT, lecturer. Next one. Separated for the gospel of God. Okay, that is very clear. That is the reason why he says, in whichever calling God, God, God called you, continue in that calling. Did he not say that? In First Corinthians chapter 7? If you are called as a slave, if you are able to buy your freedom, great. If you are called as a master, know that you are God's slave. Understand that. Okay. Continue in the office that God has given. We are all bond servants of Jesus Christ. The calling is only an incident. But we are separated for the gospel of God. All of us are separated. Can you, would to God, God finds a church with believers who are separated for the gospel of God. What a church that will be. It will be a sight to behold. Amen? For God. <laughs> May not necessarily for the world, <laughs> but for God. So, we looked at what, is, what it means to be a faithful servant last time. In some, it's a huge lesson. Maybe even as I learn and even as I practice in my life, I'll possibly teach you more on what it means to be faithful. And then again, of course, we looked at what it means to be wise. 
what is biblical wisdom this is not sophia this is phroneo which means what having the ability to judge having the perspective of eternity what it is what is wisdom what is biblical wisdom in this context a wise person is a person who has eyes on eternal things and not on temporal things his investment is on eternal things and not on temporal things and he's not going to be carried away that, that, by that which is temporal. That is what we looked at. Uh, Matthew chapter 7. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and what? Does them. I will liken him to be, to be a wise man. Wise, wise. Phroneos again. Who built his house on the rock and the rain descended. So that means what? Troubles will come. For sure, everybody is going through trouble. Okay. Whether you are a just man or an unjust man. Like sparks go up. So do troubles. Okay. Troubles are there for everybody, guaranteed. Okay. The rich man has troubles. The poor man has troubles. The rich man can't sleep. The poor man sleeps more. <laughs> okay. Somebody said, no, the best work, if you are broke, the best thing to do is to go to work. <laughs> okay. Early in the morning, I was hearing somebody, uh, you know, one preacher was saying, if you are broke, the best thing to do is to go to work. <laughs> I love that. I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> what a lesson. Why are people broke? Because they don't work. Simple. <laughs> that is the reason why he who stole should not steal any longer, but he should work with his own hands so that he has got something to Give. Amen. So, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat that house. That means you will be beaten up left, right, and center, Baba. The, see, the house which was on the sand was beaten up. The house which was on the rock was beaten up. Everybody will be beaten up. Andar dula Okay. God will test and put you through the, the whole world will be judged. Okay. That which cannot be shaken will remain. So, everything that can be shaken, will be shaken. Okay. Sometime back I shared that word, no? What must you have in order to build your home or your, your life? So that you will stand the shakings that God is going to send on the earth. Alright? So that is a wise person who has got the, who's got, who's got his eyes on eternal things, that which will last all eternity because they came through and they were tested through fire. Alright? So every relationship will be tested for sure to see the purity of that relationship. Our relationship towards God and our relationship with one another. Okay. Every relationship. Even our relationship with the with our spouse and our children. Children's relationship. That is the reason I say the man's enemies will be of his own house. That means everything, every relationship will be tested. Okay? So if it's not happening, just wait a while. Okay? <laughs> it will come. It will come. It will come to your home. Alright? So, especially if you are coming under some anointed teaching and solid teaching of the word of God, you will be tested even more. <laughs> okay? You will have, you will give a, you will be given a tougher question paper. That is the reason why James says, Baba, why do you want to become teachers? <laughs> you will get a tougher question paper. <laughs> Okay, why? Unnecessarily. Okay, why you do, why, why do you want to get yourself unnecessarily tougher question paper? Alright. So. <laughs> Am I right, uh, Peter? Huh? Am I right? Absolutely, no? <laughs> so, don't want tougher question paper. Be safe. Of course, God calls you to do preaching ministry, then you have no other choice. God gives you a special grace for that, so that, um, you are, you will be faithful and 
hopefully god I, that's the reason why you know what paul says i have been i have been i have obtained mercy from god as a man who's found faithful so remarkable was i mean first timothy chapter 1 will use he'll use the word no i've obtained mercy from god as a man who was found faithful we'll come to that later on okay um when the verse comes i will i will show to you the third aspect is that he is a servant that he who was made a ruler the person who rules over the household of god now the problem is god will just not make you a ruler just like that no especially over the household of god because he's going to entrust souls into your hand baba you better test you lock stock and barrel i remember no the high court judge what is a kavano okay quit pro quo what all what all he went through in order to be elected as a supreme court judge my goodness he was in tears they reduced him to tears before they appointed him i mean, I mean remarkable okay that is test of character and how resilient he is you know we should have some kind of resilience inside of us iron in our souls so to speak okay so a servant who rules how is he made a servant who rules acts chapter 7 look at it uh, uh, look at that uh, a little in uh, in a little more detail today um very important and how so the example that is given to us always is the life of joseph he was made a ruler acts chapter 7 verse 9 the patriarchs because they were jealous of joseph sold him into egypt but god was with him and rescued him from all his troubles and granted him favor and wisdom in the presence of pharaoh king of egypt who made him ruler over egypt and over all the household of god you see these are all types by the way patterns pharaoh is a type is not is not is a type of the father okay joseph is a type of christ and every overcomer Oh, it's a, okay. He's a so Pharaoh is a type of God the Father. Joseph is a type of Christ, and every overcomer in Christ. Okay, that's the point. You understand? Understand what I'm saying? So he is a type of Christ, and every overcomer in Christ who was made a ruler after he went through the ringer, because even though he was a son, he what? he 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 learned obedience through the things that he suffered and having been perfected he became the author of eternal salvation i'm telling you something no you should you, you if you want to if you want to know the testings of christ and every testing of a person in christ you should see the testings of christ in the in the in, through, through the through the gospel everywhere he was tested remember when you have the passover lamb for how many days you have to keep the first passover lamb how many days you have to keep in your home for 14 days 10 days and 4 days you have to test it 4 is a number of divine testing you should see the kinds of testing that uh, jesus goes through he is tested by the devil in the wilderness until an opportune moment comes and then you know the pharisees keep on coming in testing and testing and testing and testing until the last question if the lord calls him lord why then he is his son after that everybody shuts their mouth that is the time when the testing has ended he becomes the blemishless lamb of god everybody will be tested so christ was tested and everybody in christ also will be how many of you like tests very difficult to say no i'm looking for one test no 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 <laughs> exactly 
Nobody likes tests. We like postpone. Test ko postpone karo, postpone karo. But here always, you know, we need, we need to understand God tests not to demote, but to promote. Okay. So we, that, that is something which we need to understand. So how, how are we going to be tested? How, what are the characteristics of this, of this ruler? What is this characteristics of the servant who was made a ruler? Joseph being a type. Now, Psalm 105 encapsulates and summarizes his life. Okay, Psalm 105. Look at what it says about Joseph. Moreover, he called a, called for a famine in the land. He destroyed all the provision of bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid. The word for hurt, he was afflicted. Other translations will use the word, he was humbled. Affliction, the word, same word for uh, hurt is affliction or which is also, um, which also is used as humble. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons until the time his word came to pass. The word tested him. You know, there are two words over here. They're not the same. His word and the word. They're not the same. So if you have to, if you have to look at who's this servant made ruler, how many attributes again? Seven. Look at this. Look at the seven attributes of a servant made ruler. First, he was a sent man. Okay, not a went man, but a sent man. He was a hated man. All sent people are hated people. That's the reason why the word, you know what the word job means? Hated. Exactly. The word for Job means the one who is hated. That's the word Job. And the very first book in the Bible is about a person. There was a man who was hated. Exactly. I'll tell you something. He was hated by the flesh. Flesh. His own wife. Okay. Because, you know, I told you, no. The ultimate relationship, every relationship will be tested, especially the relationship with your spouse will be tested when you go through poverty. It is important, therefore, for every marriage to go through a period of lack. God will allow it, allow it to happen. That is when the husband and wife's love for each other will be tested. I remember the story of this, um, of this poor couple. Okay. Very poor couple, no? Uh, they wanted to buy each other a gift for the Christmas. You remember the story? Okay. She had beautiful hair. And he had a golden watch. Okay. So this guy, he didn't have a strap for his golden watch. So what did he do for Christmas? He sold his golden watch so that he could get a scarf for his wife to cover her hair. And you know what she what she did? She went to the barber shop. She gave off her hair so that she can that those, that hair could be made as wigs for other people who don't have hair. Okay. Uh, yeah. Remember that strap? Okay. Remember. And then what happens? One day, on the Christmas comes. <laughs> The husband brings a scarf and he finds no hair and she brings a strap and she finds no watch. And they look at each other and they cry. You know what? It was in that lack their love for each other was tested. 
and every family i'm telling you, every marriage has to go through that then you will know whether you really love your wife as christ loved the church whether you really honor your husband for richer is very easy for poorer is very difficult in health is very very easy in sickness very difficult you see that is the reason why he was a hated man you know what if you are a man who sent you will be hated by your flesh you will be hated by the world third thing you will be marked by the powers of darkness you will be a marked man you will be the object of the crosshairs of satan not only the angelic realm which is fallen but also the angelic realm which is with god and that's that is the reason why god will say do you know have you considered my servant who is hated exactly job means what the hated one you see and you know what uh, why, why you know what uh, satan says do you think uh, people hate them hate him without a reason he's such an obnoxious fellow that's what he is saying do you think that fellow is hated without a reason there's always every reason for people to hate him test him you will be hated you will be hated okay okay so but how do we respond pray for those who oh hate you <laughs> and, and 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 it says they hated me without a cause let me tell you something that is a blessed position to be in if they hate you without a cause that is that is a commendation you can wear it as a stripe on your on your chest and show off your chhati not like our pradhan mantri ji but see that is the reason you know what paul says please don't trouble me more a bear on my body the marks of the lord jesus christ you will be a marked man okay he was a hated man first a servant ruler he doesn't become a ruler just like that he will he is a sent man then he is a hated man the third one he is a he is not a humble man ah he is a humbled man okay that is the that's the point okay that is the process of humbling is very very difficult he is a humbled man fourth thing he is an immovable man what is he remember paul says no from door to door with tears i preached you the gospel okay everywhere i went i was hated i was beaten but none of these things move me thank you peter none of these things move me i'm telling you my dear brothers a servant of god should be an immovable man he should be resilient when things go against him it's not that he's not grieving but he's immovable okay then he is a time tested man what did i say ah oh, he's time tested okay that is the reason why he made a ruler second sixthly he is a word tested both are different time tested word tested and fifth seventhly he is god approved man what is he a god approved man he is a god approved man ultimate where did i underline no 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 all the underlines are there where man 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 that means it is possible possible for all of us to be this so what does it mean to be a sent man first let us just briefly look at what it what does it mean to be a sent man one of the attributes i find for a person who be a sent is a person who's been purged first of all he has recognized his own sin and he is forgiven of his sin and therefore he is sent into the mission field 
we know that no very well who's that sent man am i talking about isaiah chapter 6 so i said verse 5 woe is me for i am undone i am a man of unclean lips and i dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the king the lord of hosts then one of the seraphim flew to me having in his hand a live coal which he taken which he had taken from the tongs of the altar man i think this must have scared him literally not to death just imagine a seraphim flying towards him with uh, <laughs> with a live coal what is he going to do to me now first of all this very sight is is un, undoing is undoing me it, 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 it literally my seams are coming apart that's what it means all the stitches in my body <laughs> are tearing basically in a, in other words i'm not whole i'm stitched <laughs> i'm a stitched man i'm not a whole man i'm not a seamless man i'm a stitched man you know what god does he makes you a whole man not a stitched man not a cloth from here not a cloth from there kada 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 this stitching no 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 okay one continuous man without that is what we call as integrity what is it right what is it called integrity the cloth of jesus the 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 the, the dress that he wore was seamless it says that is the reason why they had to put put lots they couldn't tear it okay you take the trouser part you take this part no 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 there's one whole seamless garment of righteousness that god gives us what did they make them for themselves fig leaves they stitched and they covered themselves god gave them a seamless garment okay is important for us to understand these truths okay this is is he's made whole he's a sent man okay how does how is he sent after this then he says and he touched my mouth with it and he said behold this has touched your lips your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged also i heard the voice of the lord saying whom shall i send who will go for us and then he says you know what send me here am i khenani available sent me send me your lord that is exactly what joseph was he was a sent man wherever his father asked him to go he went because he was sent understand that okay there was a man sent from god his name was john okay just as the father sent me i also will send you let us be people who are sent who are the people who are sent these are the people who have, been, who have had a confrontation who had an encounter with god they have dealt with sin in their lives and what has happened after they have dealt with the sin in their lives after they have received the mercy of god no what else is a is a is a is a uh, what do you say is a ambition of their life there's only one ambition to go to places where god sends me to go i have no other what do you want me to do you know this is what we call as lordship he was a sent man was a sent man you see rulers are not made made just like that remember what uh, the servant says when the centurion says i also am a man under authority but jesus is like stunned are baba this revelation is just too good in israel i did not find this kind of faithful faith you see sent man second he is a hated man what is he he is a hated man john's gospel, gospel chapter 15 if the world hate you you know that it hated me before it hated you <laughs> that means nothing new is happening to you okay in fact what is happening to you is just like a bite of a ant 
what do we do with the bite of an ant? We do this, right? And after that, we scratch it for a little while. And after that, it becomes uh, nice. Okay, we do this like this. I mean, it becomes very nice for us and we enjoy it for a while. And after that, that, that thing is gone. It is like just like that. And bite. Compared to the sufferings of Christ. What we go through are what? And bites. People get so frustrated with ant bites these days. And they get offended. Because of ant bites. If the pastor says something and confronts you and uh, corrects you, what is it? It's an ant bite. <laughs> you see? If he were of the world, the world would love his own. Okay. That means if you are getting a lot of approval from the world, that is the reason why it says, Blessed are you if the world hate you. That's exactly what they did to the true prophets. Woe to you if the world loves you. That's exactly what they did to the false prophets. Pseudo prophetess. That's the word in Greek. Pseudo. You know what pseudo means, right? False. It gives you an appearance of what it is, but it is not the true thing. We'll come to that a little later in this context only. Okay. Remember the word that I sent to you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. That means if you are not going through persecution, that means you are, you think that you are greater than your Lord. How can they do this to me? If they are doing this to you, <laughs> how can you say these things to me? Who do you think you are? You are a hated man. You will be a hated man. All those who desire to live godly lives in Christ Jesus may suffer God. Will suffer persecution. Tribulation. Trial. So if it is happening to you, rejoice! And it says, and, exp- and in other words, you should have joy in your heart when people are hating you. Not for the wrong reasons. So you have pain in your heart and there's also joy in your heart. There's a mixed feeling. You're grieving, but you're also joyful. Are you? Why are they doing this to me? You, there's grief, but there's also joy. It's a simultaneous mixture. Okay. That is the reason why for Ugadi, they have seven kinds of... Uh, uh, seven, no, it's nine. I don't know. Nine kinds of different tastes that they have, because life has got all tastes. They have bitterness. They have sweet. There is salt. There is sour. Everything. Okay. Even for a man of God, all these. He is a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, but yet he was joyful in every trial that he went through. A man full of joy, yet full of sorrow. What a strange paradox. That is what Christian life is all about. Okay? They hate you. And therefore, what do you do? You rejoice. You jump for joy. Why? Great is your reward in heaven if they hated you. Okay? But if you, they love you, they, they love you. That, that means you are macha. You are just like Mire. What are you trying to pretend? Both are the same. Awake. What? What meanest thou, you sleeper? <laughs> Awake and call to your gods is what the world should tell us. Okay? Remember the word. The servant is not. Then it says, if they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my saying, they will also keep yours. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sakes because they do not know who him that sent me again. All sent people will be Hated people. Understand this. Yeah. So first thing, he was a sent man. Then he is a hated man. Third thing, he is a humbled man. Because Joseph had to be humbled. Poor fellow. He thought he was the cat's whiskers just because he got a revelation. And a coat. 
of many colors. That coat of many colors, my goodness, no, it's such a, it's how people wear their coats. I mean, Joseph wore his coat, we also wear our coats with many colors. You know what, we want to provoke people into jealousy. Not for the Lord. Towards us. Humbled man. He has to become a humbled man. So what does God allow? Deuteronomy chapter 8. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord, the God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee. I remember, you know, in pastor's conference, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the sentences pastor made, if you are a man of God, you will become a humbled man. God will keep on humbling you. That word did not leave me. No, Many people left the church after that. I mean, left the pastor's conference. But those people who stayed, at least I hope they have accepted that and received that word. Okay. I will humble you. And what will I do? I will prove you. The word of God is tested how many times? Seven times it is tested. In a furnace. The problem is, Israel, if I put you in the furnace, what I'm getting is only dross. Your silver has become dross. There is no silver at all. That's what he tells in Jeremiah. I'm putting you through the furnace. I'm removing dross. Nothing is left here. (laughs) I mean, your silver has become dross. You see? That is the reason why in Zerifat, after the entire episode is over, you know what the widow has to confess about, about, about Elijah? Now I know that you are a man of God and the word of God in your mouth is the truth. What is that? Not word of God is always true. Word of God is always true, but the word of God in your mouth has to become true. If you turn with me to, uh, I, 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 you just go and read Psalm, Psalm 50. He, he says, he tells the wicked, how dare you take my covenant in your mouth? Can, can, can you just go there and just find that verse for me? Psalm 50. Uh, after verse 15 maybe. For the wicked he says, just just read it for me please. Is it there? Psalm 50. Verse 13, uh, verse 16, what does it say? What to the wicked God says? What right have you to declare my statutes? And? (laughs) You do not have a right to declare my statutes nor to take my covenant in your mouth. Just shut your mouth, please, basically. The word of God in your mouth should be true. That means, what is he talking about? You should be true. That's what he's talking about. So he will humble us and then he will prove us. Then what will he do? To show, to know what is in your heart. Who should know? Ah, I should know. Not God. God already knows. Even before you think a thought, he knows. That's the reason that David says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. I can't even run away from this. Please. Even before I say it, you already know. You not only know the words which are coming out of my mouth, you are also knowing the intentions with the words of the words which are coming out of my mouth. And therefore she, he says, uh, Sarah, why did you laugh? How did Sarah laugh? In her heart. You not, can't even see. Like, you know, oh, is it so? In, in There's a sarcasm in her heart. God sees the sarcasm in your heart. Do you know that? <laughs> that is what we say. 
that is only for uh, for visual representation uh, but god knows the visual even before you represent it in your face why is your countenance fallen where is my countenance it's very nice it is fallen i can see it very well why is your countenance fallen some people they cannot show it no somebody somebody gets some praise immediately their face falls oh, okay great gone full joy gone okay to humble you to prove you to know what is in your heart whether you would keep his commandments where it it should, it should start in your heart where should it start it should start the keeping of the commandment should start in the heart and not external that is the reason why the pharisees they had all the outward form of godliness but there was no inward reality at all mm-hmm. or no and then and he humbled you suffered you to hunger when hunger comes hunger means lack then the real fellow comes out and fed you with manna which you did not know neither did your fathers know and he made you to know that man does not does, does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of god that man live by so what does god do he will humble us by by sending us through all kinds of trials you will be a hated man and because you are hated you will become a humbled man how will you become a humbled man by the way you respond to the hatred if you give like by like if i put my bible down bible kinda bedte you don't put your bible down okay let your bible always be in your heart okay thy word have i hid in my heart don't ever put the bible if i leave my bible i will be my real self okay that is that's exactly what you are yeah. provoking the provokings of uh, sorry excuse me humble man no so what does god do in order to humble you you know what he what he does first peter chapter 5 likewise you younger submit yourselves to the elder ye all of you be subject one another and be clothed with humility for god resisteth the proud and gives grace to the humble so this is so important right the humble man is always a submissive man humble man is always a submissive man he comes and submits submission is not a or not a bad word it's a word which is full of power okay once you are submitted to god my goodness the authority god can entrust you into your hands only that is something which you have to experience okay humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god that he may exalt you when in due time casting all your care upon him for he careth for you that is the humble man then he is an immovable man what is an immovable man mean ephesians chapter 4 will talk about and he gave some apostles who gave god gave so you i didn't choose myself to become, become an apostle i didn't send my resume sir i have these qualifications uh, such and such a degree uh, what is the best possible job for me he gave some apostles some prophets some evangelists some pastors and some teachers for the what for the perfecting of the saints for the what for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry second for the edifying of the body of christ three purposes what is the first thing it is for the perfection of the saints second is what it is for the work of the ministry third is what it is for the edifying of the body and not for i mean edifying yourself and for the edification of the body until when till we all you see the word we all okay we all come in the unity of the faith 
end of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Okay, what is a perfect man? What is the standard? Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, what is the purpose of all this? Next verse. That we henceforth be no longer children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That means what has happened to us? We have become immovable by coming under the teaching of the word of God. This is exactly what God does. How does he make us immovable? By giving us teaching. Different kinds of teaching. There's an apostolic teaching. There's a prophetic teaching. There's a shepherd teaching. There's an evangelistic teaching. And there's a teaching teaching. Okay. Teacher teaching. All kinds of, there's a five-fold ministry. Apostolic, prophetic. Apostolic has got to do with the foundations. Prophetic has got to do with correction. Shepherd has got to do with health. Evangelistic is to edify us as to how to become witnesses for God. And teaching is to ensure that we beautify ourselves. You know, the, the teaching is this part, no? It is to beauty us. It is, a, it is a work of a beautician to make us beautiful so that we don't have any spot or a wrinkle. Understand that. But speaking the truth in love, make, so, uh, so we don't toss to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive, by speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head even Christ. So we become immovable men. That means what? That's the reason why it says the iron entered his soul. Okay, the convictions became strong. He became immovable. Okay, so it doesn't matter what testing he's going to face. His convictions are there, and he's going to live by those convictions. Understand? Fifth three. He's a time-tested man. What is it? Time tested. Okay. What is geology? Study of time and pressure. That's what rocks were, <laughs> which have been tested for a long period of time under acute pressure. What happens to carbon? It becomes diamond. Thank you so much. How do, how does carbon look like? Look at it, you'll say, what is this? But how does diamond? Boy. Vajram, it's in Telugu. Vajram. That means it has been tested and tried under pressure and time. And has become what? A diamond. A pearl, not a pearl. Pearl also is pressure. Okay, it's not, it doesn't, it's not found in the periphery of the waters. It is found where? Deep down inside. That is where pressure is the maximum. See, divers are given the oxygen tanks, right? You know what that oxygen tanks are? If you do not have a pressure-sustained oxygen tank, people will go mad because what they breathe will be something else. It will not be oxygen. It will be something else. Okay. So, it's, it's time and pressure. Pressure. That is the reason why, how did Potiphar's wife, uh, when did, how long did she test him? Over and over and daily. Let us to see whether this fellow will succumb one day or not. Every day she would tempt him. And what did Job, Job say? The man who was hated. God tests me. Not daily. Every moment. <laughs> Every moment. Time. Time tested people. See, that is the reason why you should give people time. Okay. Let them. It is the unfolding of the word which brings light. It is the unfolding of character which brings light into the character. 
it is a time that is exactly what happened to happened to dimas he was fantastic when the time came he left okay but it, it's not always that when you fail you have no hope when the time came mark also ran it says he deserted them <laughs> i mean remarkable and paul says we are not going to have this fellow in the ministry out and then it says later on everybody left me bring mark demas left me but bring me mark because now this fellow is time tested and if you if you read the book uh, the fisherman's testament powerful book by uh, on the on the testimony of uh, peter you know where 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 mark is mark is alongside the the his, history says church history says who was the interpreter for peter during his ex, uh, during his trial was mark that is the reason why he wrote the gospel according to mark because it was it was a testimony of peter to the romans it was a testimony of peter to the romans and was peter was speaking in greek and mark was translating into latin and he was alongside peter till the time of his execution and did not desert him he was time tested time tested he failed but he came back praise god for that no praise god for that we need to have those kinds of examples everybody should be apostle paul it not not possible no okay somebody buddy who was tested who failed but came back and fulfilled god's ministry okay time tested man he was time tested that means he allowed god to test him until the moment of his promotion time tested please no recommend my name to pharaoh please i gave you the interpretation of the dreams please recommend my name to pharaoh i am not supposed to be here i came here but he is not complaining about his brothers what his brothers did to him what potiphar's wife did to him no complaints time tested for another two and a half years god said not yet time my dear brother oh, my dear son whatever hmm? 13 years he was time tested he, until the time that is the reason why it says in john's gospel chapter 7 his brother therefore said unto him depart hence and go into judea that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest for there is no man that doeth anything in secret and he himself seeketh to be known openly if thou do these things show thyself to the world for neither did his brothers believe in him you know what it says then jesus said to them my time is not yet come for my marriage not not yet time for my glorification not yet time but your time is now for you it is time now If for it is for you it is the best life now if it is no best life now tata jesus that is the reason why a lot of people they come to church hello brother after that chalo brother see my time is not yet come but your time is always now always ready you are always ready yeah preaching yeah i'm coming okay i'm ready my talent is there my gift is there i'm ready for the ministry you're not <laughs> the world cannot hate you that's the reason why he says you know what for the world to hate you it cannot actually it is impossible for the world to hate you they want to hate you but they can't hate you but they just still actually love you are you're just like me re you got a name john but me it hateth because i testify of it that the works thereof are evil you see time tested that is the reason why humble yourself under the sight of, in the sight in the sight of god and he will exalt you full stop in due time <laughs> in due time 
That is the reason why it says, until the time his word, God gave him a word, you see. God has given us each a promise. God has given us each a ministry. God has given us each a particular, uh, 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 what do you say? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. A particular a dominion of authority and uh, influence. But for that he's preparing us. And you know what? He's testing us in little things. Little things. It's a long obedience in single direction. Will you be consistent in the things that God has given you for a long period of time? Okay? He's a time-tested man. He never went ahead of God. A lot of people know. They, so one preacher says, no, we, are, we have only a few matchsticks in our box. You know, if life is like a matchbox, okay, you have to burn one at a time, gradually. What a lot of what, you know what a lot of people do? Take the whole thing, burn it once. After that, gone. Bush, bush. What do what do other people do? They are there for a long haul, burn consistently for a long period of time with the same temperature. Maybe the heat increases once in a while, but they also have fuel <laughs> to sustain that heat. Okay, he's a time-tested man. Are you time-tested? Are you being tested? Will you be? Will you stick together as a, a disciple of Jesus Christ, or will you go? You know what? Gehazi was not time-tested. Remember when uh, Naaman comes? Oh, I don't want your money. What he says, as the Lord God of Israel lives, I will have something to, for myself. And then when he goes and gets all the stuff, you know what, uh, what Elisha says? Is this the time for you? Is this the time for you to get, get yourself male horses, female, I mean, male servants, female servants, donkeys, camels, money, etc. Two changes of garments and a little gold. You're calling, what is this? I know where you're going with all this. Is this the time? Now is not the time. Okay. Now is not the time. He's time tested. Time tested. So very, very important for us to understand that. Okay. Next. He was a word tested man. What is it? Second. Until his word came to pass. What did the, what did the word of God do? Word tested. Meaning he was tested. He was tempted with different kinds of things. With pleasure. With treasure. God will test you with all kinds of things. Not having a test is also a test. Everything is going well with your life. Great test. <laughs> okay. That is the reason why in the time of prosperity, if you don't seek God, you think, see, it, it doesn't work like this. In the time of prosperity, if you don't seek God, in the time of trouble, you will not seek God because you don't have the ability to seek God. Think about this, no? The exam is, uh, let's say, three months away. Okay. Three months or four months? Generally, semesters for four months, right? Semesters for four months, three and, three and a half to four months. Okay. Six months generally. If you study well for the, I mean, gradually, regularly for all the three months, what will happen? You are ready for the exam. Okay. But if you don't work hard consistently, suddenly when the day of exam comes, you think that you'll be able to do it? No. Impossible. One-day batting doesn't happen. Those people who do one-day batting, they lie to you. You know that? They all lie to you. I had such friends in my college. I didn't study anything, Ray. I didn't study, I didn't study, I didn't study. All the while he has been studying. Ah, they'll get good marks. Finally, in the exam, they'll say, Ray, Ray, no, I didn't study nothing. Oh, who told you? 
he was deceiving you by telling you that he was not studying that's how a lot of people you know they do competition in the school no are i don't know anything re nothing i know then you'll think you this fellow doesn't know anything and you start to show off your little gyan that fellow knows everything actually okay in the time of prosperity if you don't put in the work in the time of trouble actually the time of prosperity is to prepare you for the time of trouble suddenly you will find god it's impossible <laughs> no way if you cannot give to god when you are single ah uh, you will be able to give to god when you get married who told you single people <laughs> if you are not able to tithe regularly when you are single <laughs> when you get married will you be able to tithe regularly i don't think so what tested okay what tested john's gospel chapter 8 they say unto him master this woman has taken in was taken in adultery in the very act now moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned what sayest thou i like that in kjv no this they said what tempting him or testing him that they may have they might have something to excuse, accuse them accuse him but jesus stooped down with his finger wrote on the ground and though he as if as if he, he did not hear them and then and again he stooped down and wrote and they and they which heard he said you know whoever uh, is without sin cast the first stone being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one beginning at the eldest even unto the last he was tested everywhere no should we pay taxes answer give me your dinaras please whose inscription caesar give to caesar what belongs to caesar give to god what belongs to god saal kada ayipen kada finished demolished all arguments they had no answer you know in actually if you read the book uh, fisherman's testament caesar wants a reason to finish off peter to execute peter he wants to know somehow he wants to convince himself that somehow christ instigated rebellion against caesar okay he wants to know that christ instigated rebellion against caesar because he also called himself king so he want he is looking for loopholes so when peter is giving his testimony through mark he also tells about the testimony about you know the pharisees coming and asking asking peter peter should we i mean jesus should we pay taxes now so caesar is waiting maybe i'll catch him now maybe he must have said you should not pay taxes let me hear what jesus said you know what jesus said give to caesar what belongs to caesar and immediately he slumps in his seat and he says my god who is this man who is this man see what tested what tested how can i do this thing against god thy word have i hid in my heart so that i may not sin against god he is a word tested man how can i do this thing how can i do this thing against my brothers how can i do this thing against my, against my leaders how can i how can i do this thing against my pastors how can i say such a thing don't i have the fear of god you know you know why they don't have the fear of god it is because they don't have the word of god how can i lie to peter you know after ananias and sapphira were judged you know what happened great fear came 
upon the entire church. Word tested man. So look at this. First, he's a sent man. Second, hated man. Third, humbled man. Fourth, no, yeah, time tested man. Uh, sorry, no. Yeah, immovable man. Immovable man. Fifth one is time tested man. Sixth is word tested man. And seventh, how God approved man. So the king released him. <laughs> the God approved man. The king released him. You know, until that time the king releases you, you're not approved by God. That's exactly what happens, no? The three friends go into the fire. And who releases them? The king releases them. Who's that king? Not Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar is going to go through his furnace later on. Seven years like an animal. You know what, what, what Daniel says? King, let this happen to your enemies and not to you. God has given you all these things. But you know what? Humble yourself, first thing, by showing what? Humble yourself by showing mercy. Because I know you, you are such a merciless king. Just because they did not answer your dream, everybody should be slaughtered. What kind of a king are you? You're merciless. Just because you've been given authority, you think everybody should dance to your tunes? Just because I told you that you are that, that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that kingdom of gold, the entire thing has to be gold now? Show mercy. You're a merciless fellow. Is it, is it there in Daniel chapter 4? It should be there. Okay. By showing mercy. <clears throat> okay. If you find it, uh, you can. So the king sent and released him. You know, you see, one day God will release you. He will vindicate you, my dear brothers. Until that time, he will test you. He will test you. So he made him lord of his house and ruler of his possessions and to bind his princess at his pleasure and to teach his elders wisdom. Okay. Bind the princess and teach the elders. I like that. <laughs> what is it? He binds the princess and teaches the elders. What is? What are we supposed to bind? We have to bind every principality and powers of darkness and teach the che- uh, people in the church. What? We are made rulers of the household by feeding them food in due season. Understand that? Okay, so you're time tested, the word tested, God approved. Amen. You have the stamp of God. How do you know that you have the stamp of God? Genesis chapter 41. So the advice was good in the eyes of the Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the spirit of God, that's a deposit of the spirit that God has entrusted into his hands. He's already given us a down payment. Everybody has only down payment. No interest. Everybody has a deposit of the spirit. It's called the earnest of his expectations. That's only a seal. But is it increasing? (laughs) That depends. Genesis chapter 41. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and as wise as you. You see, let me tell you something. No, In throughout all that story of Joseph, nothing is talked about as intelligence. Everything is talked about as character. Isn't it true? 
Amen. Nothing sorry. This fellow, right from bright from a child, he was a prodigy. Nothing. He used to solve equations in the air. Nothing. He used to memorize scripture. Nothing. He was obedient to his father. Yes. He was jealous for his father's name. Yes. He used to obey whatever his father asked him to do. Yes. Character is talked about. In the end, your wisdom is talked about. Because what is your talent, Macha? Useless without character. What is your talent? What is your gift without character? Am I right, Peter? What is the use of a gift? We have seen gifted people being destroyed because of their gift. Ben Stokes. You know Ben Stokes, right? The person who single-handedly won the Ashes, one of the Ashes match in, uh, I think it was in Cardiff, I'm not sure, exactly. Last man standing. Chase 368 or something. Now, you know where he is right now? He's suffering with mental health problems. He has taken a break from all forms of cricket. Why? Because mental issues. Talent. What is your talent? You can't control your anger. What is your talent? What is your talent? Nothing is mentioned about Joseph's character. You know what is mentioned about Joseph? About Joseph's talent. What is mentioned about Joseph? It's mentioned. Everything is mentioned about his character. About his character. How he feared God. That is the reason why I love it in Romans chapter 5. You know what it says in Romans chapter 5? Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody was was justified. Fantastic. Through whom we have also obtained our introduction or access. This is the NSB translation, okay? Our introduction or access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we celebrate our glory or boast in the hope of the glory of God. But... Not only so, next translation, next verse, verse 3, Romans chapter chapter 5, verse 3. And not only this, we also glory in our tribulations. That is what he was tested, right? Knowing that tribulation works brings about what? Perseverance. Perseverance, proven character. Adi point. And proven character brings hope. If there is no proven character, there is no hope. Ah. There is no hope without proven character. So if you go there, ultimately God will test what kind of a uh, gold that you have. Simple salvation are you coming with or all your works is going to be burnt up with fire. And hope does not disappoint us because we have the love of God that has been shed abroad in our hearts. See, this is what we call as transformation. You know what God sends us through? He sends us through all kinds of trials and tribulations and, and testings to to transform us. That is what we call in the, in, in the Greek metamorpho. You know, uh, wh- how does, uh, how does a caterpillar becomes, uh, become a, a butterfly? Because it transforms that there's a complete change in the way, in the nature of a caterpillar, pillar and a butterfly. It's complete transformation has happened. Nature has changed. Why? Because character has been formed. How? Through trials. Through testings. So, understand this. See, this is inevitable. You want proven character or not? Is a question. So, Second Corinthians chapter 3. Nevertheless, when one turns, this is verse 16 uh, onwards. When one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. What is the veil? 
the veil of the word, right? Now the Lord is the spirit and with the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror. What is a mirror? What is it? The word of God is a mirror. So whenever you get up in the morning and you see yourself in the mirror, do you appreciate the mirror? No, you appreciate or depreciate the face in the mirror. Right? Are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. It is happening. How does it happen from one glory to the other? Through testing and through trial and by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God has been shed abroad in our hearts so that that character of Jesus Christ is formed. That is the reason why can we find such a man as this in whom is what? The Spirit of God. This is transformation. You know what the Greek word for transformation is? Metamorpho. Metamorpho. Right? Metamorpho. That's, that's from where we get the word in biology, metamorphosis, which means complete change from the inside out. Not from only outside. But there is another word which I want to show you today. A little bit of biblical Greek maybe. Okay. Second Corinthians chapter 11. For such are false prophets, deceitful workers. What do, what do they do? They also transform. So you, you need to see. So that is that is the reason why sometimes you have to, you have to go to the original what it, what it means because in Greek in English this is also transformed. They are also transformed. You know what the word for Greek there is in uh, that transformation where you are being transformed into the image of Christ. It is metamorpho. You know what the word for transformation over here is metaschemo. Schemes, wiles. That means that you may be able to withstand the schemes of the devil. So what is he adding? In the light that he, the, the, the outward light is only hiding the inward schemes. Metaschematizo, that is the word. So what does he do? He transforms himself. What does God do? He transforms us by the spirit. Here what does he do? He transforms himself. As an angel of light. Scheming. Plotting. What is he hiding? He is hiding all his intentions. All his schemes. In this thing called light and he's blinding us metaschematizo so what is what is god interested in he's interested in metamorpho and not metaschemo <laughs> all your schemes are useless my dear brothers that's what it calls the word for scheme is to beguile who beguiled that's exactly what balaam did how did he beguile he beguiled egypt or sorry the israelites to commit fornication with a moabite, moabite woman beguile schemes. He hides all his schemes by transforming himself into an angel of light. That is the reason why the serpent, when it came to the garden of Eden, right? You know what the word for serpent is? Nahash. The word for Nahash is the shining one. That's the word in, in, the, in, the, in the original Hebrew. The shining one. When the shining one came to Eve, she got deceived. Not like a serpent. She didn't say, ah, and run. No. When we see a snake, we run for our life. But what if a snake comes like a cute little lamb? Hiding. You know, that's what all these old gods do, no? Uh, remember what happens to uh, Krishna Garu? Krishna. After Arjuna kills Karna, he's about to die. Karna is about to die. And finally Arjuna says, you know what? I have finally vanquished my foe. You know what Krishna says? Don't you think that he is he's, you are better than him? You want to know his character? Let me show you his character. 
he transforms himself like an old woman and he goes to karna and he says bhavati bikshandehi please give me some bikcham i mean give me some food you know what karna says he doesn't have anything he has a tooth which is gold he plucks out his tooth and gives it to him what do old old gods do transform themselves but our god you know what he covers his inward nature he only shows his transformation to only these three people who are they in the mount of transfiguration in the mount of transfiguration and when they, they come to arrest him he come to arrest jesus of nazareth i am that's it for a brief moment he shows them the glory that they all fall not forward backward then he covers himself and he says you know what let them go take me that is transformation okay meta schemo <laughs> satan has got all schemes you see the sometimes the original languages have got such a deep meaning when you read transform you say transform here transform there what is the difference that fellow has got metamorpho morpho means to change from inside out here inside is not changing at all but outwardly they're all clean that is the reason why he says you brood of vipers you are full of dead man's bones and all kinds of uncleanness but you are whitewashed tombs what is that you appear to be godly but deep down inside you're stinking your attitude stinks kampu gurtun lopala basically what happens when you dig up a grave you either find bones otherwise it smells depending upon how long it's been there ante kada okay that is the reason why i beseech you therefore brother what <laughs> by the mercies of god offer your bodies first do not be conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that's exactly what happens to that's what through all this process of what is what is transformation this is basically offering your body as a living sacrifice means you are allowing god to make you go through all kinds of tests saying lord if you have allowed this you have allowed it for a purpose here am i okay so a ruler is a sent man second is a hated man third is a humbled man fourth is a immovable man fifth is a time tested man sixth is a word tested man seventh he is a god approved man and you know what he is set up as a ruler of god's household to give them food in the season psalm 105 it says now moreover he called for a called for a famine what do people need in famine food so he prepares food that's the fourth attribute of the servant of god the perfect servant what is it why because amos chapter 8 will say the days are coming what is coming the days are coming declares the sovereign lord when i will send god sent a famine right and therefore he sent a man to prepare for famine what is god doing for uh, for to all of us god is going to send a famine and he is preparing all of us one day so that we will have sufficient deposit of god can you just put matthew chapter 13 verse 52 please matthew chapter 13 13 verse 52 please can you read it in your translation matthew chapter 13 verse 52 my one of my favorite 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 verses in the bible i didn't put it here apologize matthew chapter 13 verse 52 yes dr richard you can read it or maybe uh, our uh, gentleman can read yes yes peter sir and then he said in, said he unto them therefore every scribe which is instructed means who has become a disciple yeah unto the kingdom of heaven 
is like unto a man or, or he has become a steward or a, or a ruler, yes. Out of his treasury, you know what the word for treasury is? Thesaurus. There's words. Thesaurus means words, okay. Out of his treasury brings what? Things which are new and things which are old. Out of his treasury. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks because he is a time-tested man, because he was a word-tested man. The word of God is not in his head anymore. It has become life. It has become revelation. Now what has happened? He is able to speak into people's life a word for them in season. Amen? Amen? So 1 Corinthians chapter 4 will say, let no man, let a man consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Kya baat hai? Tijori ka chabi kiske paas hai? Paul ke paas. He has given him the keys of the treasury of the mysteries of God. Paul, unlock it and feed your people. And where is it? Here. And here. A transformed mind, mind and a, and a, and a burning heart. 1 Timothy chapter 1. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man. See that? But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. I obtained mercy and I was found faithful. So you obtained mercy and you should also be found faithful. The connection between mercy and faithfulness. So, and I thank Christ Jesus who has enabled me because he has counted me faithful. Second Timothy chapter 4. Why is this important? I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Why? Why, 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 why? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. In the time that I have, I want to touch upon something else also. Okay, we looked at the one aspect of a perfect servant, the seven aspects of a, of a servant who's made a ruler. Okay, one of the aspects we looked at. And I want to look at another aspect today uh, because we looked at certain things briefly. Briefly, uh, we look at the delays of God later on. But today I want to look at very important. We can go to slide number uh, 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 60. Okay, from that on, that from there onwards, we'll look at uh, the which is, I think, which is, which, is there, which is there in my heart, is so important for us, no? See, because ha- what happens is that you see the seven attributes of a, of a, of a, of a perfect man. First one, he's a faithful man. Second, he's a wise man. Third, he's a man who's been made a ruler, right? Or, uh, made ruler over the people of God. And fourth, he is a man, person who prepares food in season. Fifth, his attitude towards the delays of God is, are important. I'll come to the delays of God. But in when his attitude towards the delays of God, you know how it changes? He begins to trouble and beat his fellow servants. The attitude of his towards his brothers changes. And that is what I want to look at today. Okay. Attitude towards the brothers. Okay, this this has been there in my mind for a quite quite a while now. I just want to get it out of my system so that you know I'm I'm at peace. Okay. It is so important for us attitude towards our brothers how does he how does he uh, respond to the delays of god that evil servant when he sees the delays of god begins to beat his fellow servants and then gets drunk he loses his love and he loses his sobriety both things are happening his fervency of love towards his brothers and his 
fervency of his uh, his God, I mean his 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 what he calls his separation, he loses it. Okay, attitude towards his brothers is so important. That's how we test our love. So today I want to look at one aspect: of why God, what is the intention of God in 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 making us into a united. Uh, into a uh, into a unified church, and I mean, when, I'm, when I'm saying uh, into a united unit, what is the intention of God? What is the intention of God in 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 fellowship? What is the primary intention of God? Okay, right from 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 Adam and Eve, we know that companionship is God's order. It is not good for a man to be alone. Okay, and therefore He says, "I want I'm going to make a a, a help meet for him." Okay, a helper who is who's 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 comparable to him. Right, so. There, there, there is, there is a purpose, and that, that is the reason why he hates seven sins. He hates, and one of the sins that he hates. Look at the seven sins. Okay, Proverbs chapter six will talk about this. Seven things that God hates. Six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination. That means you had the seventh thing, it becomes a kampu. That means it stinks. Six he hates. You add the seventh, it stinks. Okay, six God hates. Seventh thing you add. It stinks. What is that seventh thing? That is important. Okay. A proud look, he hates. A lying tongue, he hates. Hands that shed, shed innocent blood, he hates. A heart that devises wicked plans, he hates. Feet that are swift to shed blood, he hates. A false witness which speaks lies, he hates. And the seventh thing, one who sows discord among the brother, and that you add, it becomes a abomination. See, this is something which is so, so important. You see the clear teaching over there. Six, he hates. Seventh, you add, it becomes a abomination. So, that is the reason why, what is the purpose of a fellowship? And what is God desiring from, fellow, from the fellowship that, that, he has, uh, that, he has, uh, that he has kept us in, right? 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'll give you a few things which, which I want to touch upon today. First, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10 onwards. Now I plead with you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, that you have the same voice. Okay. But out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That means you have dealt with your heart in a way that everybody has got the, the intentions of everybody's hearts have become very clear and is only to love the brother and not to harm him. Okay. And that there be no divisions among you, that be, that you be perfectly joined together, not imperfectly. That means when I see you, you should be like one whole unit. How will you have the one whole unit? When you have the same mind and the same judgment. Okay. Same mind and the same judgment. Now even when Jesus sends people into the ministry, how does he send? Two by two. And the pattern never changes, you know that? Pattern never changes. When the in the in the church in Antioch, there were all kinds of people. There were prophets, there were teachers, there were apostles. Everybody was fasting and praying and ministering unto God. And what does the Holy Spirit say? Not only Paul and Barnabas is always two. When Jesus sent people into the into the mission field, he always sent them two by two. Minimum, that is. You understand? Even brothers from other other country we have, we have two. I like that. This is a complete representation of that country to us. They're, they're looking at each other, no? Yeah. 
So sent two by two. I, 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 I see the order in which, I mean, it is there always throughout. He sends them two by two. And what is the purpose of, of therefore? I mean, when we talk about, we talk loosely in terms of marriage, marriage is only one relationship. But before marriage, there's what? You're single. So you should not have companionship before, before you're married? No. You know what, uh, what uh, David talks about Jonathan? He says, the love for my brother Jonathan was more than the love of many women. That kind of love he had. And it says, the soul of Jonathan was what? Knit together with the soul of Jonathan. Yoke, not knit actually, the word for you. Knit means what? Knitting is not stitching. You know, there's a difference. Knitting makes a seamless cloth. Stitching makes a joined cloth. Which is stronger? Knit cloth or a stitched cloth? Knit. That is the reason why you are perfectly joined. That is the reason why Colossians will use that you've been knit together in love. Not once, twice. No. Therefore, we need to understand what is the purpose, therefore, of the, of the, of the church, of the fellowship that God has placed us in. Very important for us to understand the reason so that we, our convictions are strong and therefore the, when the convictions become strong, our behavior also towards the brothers becomes godly and which is of, based upon truth, not based upon sentiment, which is based upon authentic love. Understand that? Okay, so let us understand what the purpose of fellowship, of, 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 of uh, companionship is. Where do we go? Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Hmm? Two is better than one. Famous. No, that is only used for weddings. But look at, let us look at it in terms of uh, church. Because God also sent them, how? Two by two. Look, let, let us read and let us draw lessons. Okay. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is left alone when he falleth. But he that hath, uh, for he hath uh, not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not easily broken. Now look at this. There are five attributes here. First thing, better reward for labor. That is the purpose of companionship. Better reward for what? That is the reason why church is not a place for lazy people. There's labor. There is no love without labor. There can be labor without love, but there is definitely no love without labor. There is labor. See, that is the reason why it says, you know what Paul says? I want you to be, I want to present you as a perfect, 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 uh, 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 uh version. So I want to teach you with all wisdom in Colossians chapter 1 verse 28. I want to teach you with all wisdom, but he says, to this end, what do I do? I labor. To study the word of God is labor. To sit and draw out lessons and to sit with the word is labor. And why am I laboring? Not for myself. I'm laboring because I want to give my brothers the best meal that they deserve. Because God has placed me in the body to feed them. Okay. So they have a better reward for their labor. So God, how did God send them? Two by two. Two by two. So he says, don't get unequally yoked with what? And why? Because it is labor. One donkey fellow will be there in your life. What is the purpose of the donkey? To rebel. And all the time he's kicking. It is hard for you to. That means one day you will fall. Or how, how shall a donkey be redeemed? By a lamb. 
And if you can't be redeemed, break the neck. Only two options. So, don't get unequally yoked in any relationship. Can you imagine a church which is laboring in love, which has come together? That is that, that is where you have... I'll come to this. I'll come to that. I don't want to go ahead of myself. There is a better reward for your labor. That is a reason for companionship. There is a better reward, reward for your labor. Do you think Jesus Christ worked alone? He was filled with the Holy Spirit and they labored together to bring a harvest. And God is looking for laborers. Not armchair critics. I love that song. You can't go to heaven in an easy chair for the Lord doesn't want any lazy bones there. That's the song that I learned when I was in Sunday school. In an easy chair, in an aeroplane, etc, etc, etc. An aeroplane cannot fly all that high, but I like the easy chair part. Lot of people, armchair critics, they do nothing. Criticizing, 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 criticizing. Whom are they criticizing? They're criticizing the children of God. To whom? To the Father. Can you imagine? I have Abigail and Emmanuel. Okay. Peter comes and, oh sorry, Samuel comes and says, Pastor, Abigail is like this, 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 Abigail is like this. What will be my attitude towards Sammy? I said, what kind of a guy is this man? I mean, there's one, one thing to correct and Tell about Abigail and saying, you know, Pastor, I, I love Abigail and I know it, that he loves my children. And he says, I see this attitude in, in her. Maybe you should check her. That is different. But constantly coming and saying, yeah, Abigail is like this, Abigail is like this, Abigail is like this. What will, what will my attitude towards Sami be? Just to imagine a people who go and tell God, your son is like this, your son is like this, your son is like this, your son is like this. What will, what will God, how will God look at you? Which mother and father will receive you? Are you are saying such great things about my son. Nobody. Are you stand out, Ray? Get out. That's what you'll say next time he comes to your home. You see, better reward for labor. Okay. So first thing, you know what? Therefore. What is the purpose of companionship? That you will spur each other to work hard. That is the reason why God has given you companionship. If one fellow is getting slacky, hey, Baba, come on, get up now. Don't become lazy. Come on. You know, that is the reason why I love Pilgrim's progress. Pilgrim, till the time he meets Jesus face, face to face and he fights Apollyon, he is alone. After that, God gives him faithful. After that, God gives him hopeful. First till faithful, faithful get martyr, faithful gets martyred, and fi- finally after faithful, he finds hopeful, and hopeful takes him all the way to the celestial city. What a story that is! Two is better than one. Why? Because they have a better reward for their labor. Second, if one falls. The other, that means they have a better overcoming power over. That is the reason why fellowship is given. That you overcome sin together. That is the reason why it says, confess your faults one to another so so that you may be healed. Okay. So just imagine if the guy, 
if he's overtaken that's the reason why if a brother is overtaken in a fault those who are spiritual should save such an one from error and cover a multitude of sins if you see an elder overcome in a fault, correct him in a spirit of humility. Just imagine if there was no Paul to correct Peter, what would have happened to Peter? Gone. History is over. Peter's history is gone. Over. I don't know what, what would have happened. And we wouldn't have had episodes of Peter. And we wouldn't have had Peter to endorse the epistles of Paul as scripture. See? I mean, this is there. I mean, I look at this. I, I, I see in my, in my heart, Lord, why did you give me fellowship? Because we are people who like to be lonely. But the problem is, the more we, we just don't like to, I mean, a lot of people are gregarious, etc. Uh, that is different. I'm talking about, we shun this. Because this calls for responsibility, right? One person cannot keep working all the time hard. One, you see him working, working, working. One day you'll say, Baba, at least let me go and help him. <laughs> you cannot sit like this in an easy chair and say, okay, let him do and let me relax. Nonsense. That will not happen. You have better overcoming power over sin. That is the reason why when you fall, one will come and say, so a righteous man will fall seven times, but who is there to raise him up? Another person. Another person. So when you look at correction in that that kind of a mindset, you know what will happen? You will embrace it. Isn't it not? Because my, my pastor is not against me. He's for me. See? He wants to finish. See, because it's a win-win situation. Because if, if I finish my purpose in God's kingdom, he will get a reward. It's a win-win. <laughs> see, nobody's losing here. <laughs> you see? If a person who gives water to a person who is a prophet will give you a prophet's reward, how much more a person who is laboring and checking and constantly crying for you and praying for you, how much more rewards he will get? That is the reason why you know what Paul tells the Thessalonian church? You are our crown. You are our glory on the day of resurrection. You because I have an interest in you. I, I want you fellows to finish your purpose because if you finish, I will get glory on that other side. Because a star, many of those people who have led many people to righteousness will shine. My glory is directly proportional to my labor inside of your life. And I want to therefore help you overcome sin together. We have to overcome sin together. It's not possible to overcome sin any other way. Understand that? Why people, what, 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 what does Satan do? The moment you fall, immediately you will run away from fellowship. Hurry! Foolish fellow! You are running away from hospital. You should run towards hospital, not run away. Here you will get medicine. Not condemnation, conviction. Better overcoming. If one falleth, that is the reason why. What to him who is lonely? What will happen to him that if the fellow falls? And one of the constant refrains that you have from David was, I wish that Jonathan was there in my life to pick me up when I was making my decisions. 
Life-changing decisions I was making, nobody was there to give me counsel. Jonathan would have said, two wives enough. Your my sister's not behaving, I'll talk to her. See? What will happen to that man? Better overcoming power over sin. That is, is together with the saints, you will be able to prove the length, the breadth, and the height, and the width of the love of God. It's impossible any other way, my dear brothers and sisters. It's impossible. It is impossible. It is impossible. Yes, we have to stand alone one day. But till that time, you have to be strengthened and it only happens in fellowship. That is the reason why right after doctrine, what is given? Fellowship. Fellowship. It's not socializing. It's not a social club. There are many clubs like that. Lions Club, Tigers Club, all clubs. Useless clubs. And then, you know what? They together keep the fire burning. You see that? There is an amplification of anointing. What is it? Amplification of anointing. You know, we all were saved in meetings. <laughs> Many of us, at least, right? When we came together in meetings and the gospel was being preached, there was an amplification of anointing. The conviction of the Holy Spirit was there. It was when 120 of the people who were baptized in the Holy Spirit, when they came together and Peter spoke, there was an amplification of anointing and 3,000 people were cut to their heart and were joined into the kingdom of God. There was an amplification. Okay. Positive feedback. That's what we call positive feedback. Amplifies the strength. We resonate. You know what happens when you resonate? Bridges crumble. That is the reason why they ask army people when they are marching on uh, uh, bridges, march out of order. Otherwise, if you march in order, dud, 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 and that will amplify, 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 and the bridge will collapse. Strongholds will come tumbling down when there is an amplification of anointing in the church of the living God. And what do people do? They run away. They don't value it. You know what? Purposes of God, ministries, divine appointments happen in when me, when people come together as a body. That's exactly what happened, right? When the church of Antio- at Antioch came together, when they were fasting and ministering unto God, the Holy Spirit said, separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas. What does it mean? When people came together, people received their callings and their giftings. Isn't it true? You know what? I never would have found the purpose of God in my life unless I was a part of the body of Christ. The call came when I was a part of the body. One day, I've called you to preach. I've called you to leave your job and follow me in full-time ministry. What happens? Slowly when you go away from the body, what happens? You slowly quench the spirit of God. By going away. You are burning for a while. For a season only you will burn. After that, it's gone. First, you are better able to overcome sin. You are able to come together and keep the fire burning. There is an amplification of anointing. Fourth one, you are better able to overcome the powers of darkness. One can put thousand to flight. Two can put 
This is what we call as law of compound interest. Is what we call as exponential increase. Name the mathematical term, it is there. Exponential rise. And you don't need many. 300 is enough. 3 is enough. Actually, 2 is enough. That's what it says. If, it, it says, if 2 agree, ah, ah, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you release on earth will be released if you 2 of you agree. That is the reason you know what God says. I hate what? The person who sows discord. I hate it. A threefold cord is not easily broken. That means you will never be able to stay for the long haul. Because you are in this. You know what? I, I always tell God, Lord, I am not here in for, for a short period of time, short term uh, ministry, short term uh, missionary trip. No, 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 no. Long haul. Till the end of my life. If need be, I should be preaching and dying at the pulpit. Maybe. I don't know. If God gives me grace. And what happens to this fellow? Because the master is delaying his coming. What does he do? <laughs> he beats, begins to beat his fellow servants. Means what? How does he beat? He brings discord, disunity, divides. He becomes a messenger of servant. That is the reason why he's called what servant? Evil servant. You know what the word for evil is? Poneros. Of the, of the evil one. The Greek word is poneros, of the devil. I'll stop here. Okay, <laughs> I'll stop here. Perfect servant part 3 we'll do, we'll do later on. But I just wanted to get this out of my system because I was meditating upon this and I was saying, Lord, this is so important for the body of Christ. This is so important. This is important. And then we will look at our brothers and sisters not as our enemy, not as our competition, but our complement. He is there given by God as a gift to me so that God can make me more fruitful, more, what do you say, uh, efficient in the ministry to spur me so that when I become lazy, he will, he will, he will chastise me and he will spur me, he will motivate me. See, two is better than one. Two is better than one. That is the purpose of fellowship. And purpose of marriage also. Okay. But marriage is later on because many of you are single. Okay. Of course, you have your own plans, but hmm. you see, understand this. Let's pray. We'll come to the perfect man part three. <laughs> if God wills, next Wednesday. Father, we just want to thank you, Father, for this time that you blessed us with. You're showing us, O oh Lord, the positives and the negatives of of who what you desire from your servants especially in these last days, of what kind of servants you are looking for who will be prepared and not be taken by surprise when you come, suddenly. The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it should be well with our soul. Therefore, O Lord, I pray, Lord, that you, Lord, prepare us for the coming days that we will not lose our focus Grant us grace, O Lord, that we will stay on that course, that straight and narrow path. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. God's children said, Amen.